Welcome to Simpler Bible, a daily journey to biblical understanding. Well, today, episode 39, we're going to be in Exodus 32, and we're going to cover the idolatry of the people. Now, I need to give us a little perspective here because it's been a while since we've talked about this. And as you get into Exodus 32, you've probably feel, especially after having read all the instructions, if you're reading through the Bible and you read all the instructions for the tabernacle, you read all the instructions for the priestly garments, you probably feel like a whole lot of time has passed. I need to remind you something here that at this point, they are only about four months out of Egypt. Okay, so they got to Mount Sinai at the, period, at the point of three months. And then after that, they, uh, Moses went up on the mountain for 40 days, and their months were 30 days long. They had, they had 12 months each 30 days long. So at this point, you're what, four months and 10 days? So four months and 10 days out of Egypt. Not a lot of time has passed at this point. I also want you to keep in mind that what we saw back in Exodus 18 and 19, I think particularly 19, the people are standing next to Mount Sinai. And it's covered in fire, it's covered in smoke, and also God's voice sounds like trumpets. And so they're standing next to this, this mountain that's shaking, covered in smoke, covered in fire, and it's just a little bit impressive, I mean, to say the least, right? They've been told, don't come near the mountain or you're going to die. And in this time that Moses is up on the, up on the mountain receiving the Ten Commandments, receiving the instructions uh, for the tabernacle. In this time that he's up there, he's, well, he's already received the Ten Commandments. He's gone back up. So in this time that he's up there, the people get a little bit discontent. And I just want you to realize how short this was. They're not like five years into wandering in the wilderness. They are four months. But you'll remember also that they started grumbling after just a couple of days. So it's right on par. So let's pick up Exodus 32 verse 1. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered themselves up together to Aaron and said, Up, make us gods who will go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So their response, standing next to a mountain that is covered in smoke and fire and trembling and shaking, is, we don't know what happened to Moses, let's make up a new God to follow. They're standing next to the very presence of God, and they're like, hey, we, we might need to follow something new. So Aaron, the high priest, who you might remember from chapter 20, uh, I don't remember, I think 25, that sounds wrong now. No, 25 is the descri descri uh, description of the temple. Anyway, uh, 23, something like that. Aaron has already gone up and had dinner on the mountain with the Lord. He's already been up there with Moses. So Aaron is also buying into this garbage. And we see here in, in verse 2, it says, So Aaron said to them, Take off the rings of gold that are in your ears of your wives, your sons, your daughters. Bring them to me. So all the people took off the rings of gold that were in their ears. ears. And Aaron received the gold from their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool and made a golden calf. And they said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Think of the audacity of Aaron, the high priest, who... At this point, by the way, he hasn't been consecrated as the high priest. So I guess that's a little bit preemptive, but he's about to be the high priest. And his, his first thing that he really does as a person of leadership for these people, one of the first things that he does when he's on his own. So far, when he's been with Moses, he's been towing the line, but now he's on his own. And now when it comes to him on his own, he's like, yeah, okay, I'll make you an idol. Here's a golden calf. Worship it instead. So verse five, when Aaron saw this, he built the altar before it and Aaron made a proclamation and said, tomorrow will be a feast to the Lord. 
They rose up early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. This phrase right here, they sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play, will be a phrase used just a couple of times in the Bible speaking to the idolatrous hearts of the people. And the Lord said to Moses in verse 7, And the Lord said to Moses, Go down for your people who you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves quickly. They have turned aside. So they've turned aside. They've corrupted themselves out of the way that I have commanded them. They have made for themselves a golden calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people and it is a stiff-necked people. Now, one of the things that you should know is God does not change his mind about them over the next 40 years. In fact, in Deuteronomy chapter 9, verses 4 through 29, but specifically verse 24 and 27, we see a couple of things here where God says uh, of the Israelites, in fact, it's in Deuteronomy 7 as well, where Moses is telling the Israelites, look, God is taking you into the promised land, not because you're more in number than other people, you're small in number, you're a small nation. And he says, and he's not taking you into the promised land because you're righteous or holy. He says, you are a stiff-necked, rebellious people. He says, you have been stiff-necked and rebellious against God since the day he brought you out of Egypt. And so this is who Israel has been, stiff-necked and rebellious. If you're wondering what the theme, and I've given you this, I think, before, but if you're wondering what the theme of the Old Testament is, it's basically Israel is stiff-necked and rebellious. That's the theme of Israel in the Old Testament. Um, and so one of the things that will be interesting to note, let me see here, uh, I've made this note here in Ezekiel 20, in Ezekiel 20, 6 through 8. And it's subtle because it's in Ezekiel instead of Exodus. So in Exodus 12, the people come out of Egypt. They've been in Egypt for 430 years to the very day. In Ezekiel 20, it tells us that when the people came out of Egypt, now remember, God has just annihilated the Egyptians. He has just demonstrated that he is the real God. But the Bible tells us in Ezekiel 20, 6 through 8, God said to the the uh, Israelites, he said, when you come out of Egypt, forsake the Egyptian gods. And the Bible tells us there in Ezekiel, but they refused to do so and instead carried the gods of the Egyptians up with them. So here they are four and a half months later after having left Egypt. And it's not like this golden calf is the first idol they've worshipped because what did they bring with them out of Egypt? All the idols of Egypt. And so they've been serving the idols of Egypt and now they're just going to add to that the golden calf. One of the things that you'll find is for the next 40 years that they wander through the wilderness, these people will uh, be accumulating idols. The, the people of Israel are an idolatrous nation. Pick up with me again in, in chapter, what chapter are we in? 32. Pick up with me in 32.10. Now therefore, God said, leave me alone that my wrath may burn hot against them and I may consume them in order that I might make a great nation of you, Moses. But Moses implored the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say with evil intent God brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Instead, turn from your burning anger and relent from this disaster against your people. So Moses intercedes on behalf of the people and God's going to relent. And what a beautiful picture of intercession that is. And Christ intercedes on our behalf and God relents from his wrath. Now, then Moses says this in verse 13, remember what Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, Jacob, your servants to whom you swore by your own self and said to them, I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and all this land that I have promised, I will give to your offspring and they shall inherit it forever. So what does, what does Moses do? He reminds God of the covenant. He reminds God of the promise that he made. And, and what we'll see in the book of Deuteronomy 
39 years and eight months later is that the reason God brings the people into the promised land isn't because the Israelites are so good, but because God is so faithful to his promise. He made a promise to them that he would bring them into the promised land. He made a promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and God always keeps his promise. And so at this point, God's faithfulness to the nation of Israel has nothing to do with the nation of Israel and everything to do with the covenant he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So the Lord relents from his disaster. And then I want us to jump down uh, <laughs> listen to this. Let's find it here. So Moses comes down from the mountain. Look at verse 20, chapter 32, verse 20. Moses took the calf that they had made and burned it with fire, ground it to powder, scattered it in the water and made all the people of Israel drink it, which is just, golly, what a move. What a power move. Grinds down this so-called God, scatters the ashes of it on the water and then makes all the people drink it. Moses said to Aaron, what did this people do to you that you've brought such a great sin upon them? And Aaron, listen to Aaron's story. See if this doesn't sound a little bit like a toddler making up something. Aaron said, let not the anger of my Lord burn hot. You know the people that they're set on evil. They said to me, make us a God who will go up before us. As for this Moses, we don't know who brought us up out of the land of Egypt. We don't know what became of him. So I said, let anyone who have gold take it off. And they gave it to me. I threw it into the fire and out came this calf. Aaron's story to his brother Moses is, look, the guys wanted a God. And so I just said, give me the gold. I just threw it in the fire and out watched this golden calf. That's just what happened. And I just think, how ridiculous is that, right? Like, how ridiculous is that? I don't know. Uh, like, it's just funny. It's, it's funny what people will do and what excuses that they'll make. So Moses, verse 25, it says, when Moses saw that the people had broken loose, for Aaron had let them break loose to the derision. Derision means mocking to the derision of their enemies. So Moses is seeing now that what happened is when these people quickly turned to idolatry, what the result of that was, was that the nations around them, their enemies mocked them and ended up ultimately mocking God. There's something similar. It's not in every translation. It'll probably be in your footnote, 2 Samuel 12, 14, when David has committed adultery with Bathsheba and had her husband murdered. Nathan, the prophet comes to him and says, by this, you have caused God's enemies to mock him. And so th there's this idea here that by these people turning to idolatry and, and ignoring the mountain that's smoking next to them, that they have made a mockery of God before the nations around them. And so look at verse 26, very, very important. Moses stood at the gate of the camp and said, who is on the Lord's side? Come to me. And all the sons of Levi's gathered around him. All the sons of Levi gathered around him. Hold that in your head. We'll get back to that in a couple of verses. And he said to them, thus says the Lord God of Israel, put your sword on your side, each of you, and go to and fro from the gate. And each of you kill his brother and his companion and his neighbor. And the sons of Levi did according to the word of Moses. And that day, about 3,000 people fell. Moses said, Today you have been ordained for the service of the Lord, each one of you at the cost of a son and his brother, so that he might bestow a blessing upon you this day. If you've ever wondered why the Levites were chosen to be the priests, if you've ever wondered why the Levites were chosen to work in the tabernacle and the tent of meeting, this is it. Because when Moses stood at the gate of the city and said, at the gate of the camp and said, Who's still for the Lord? Only the tribe of Levi stepped forward. That was it. And so because of that, they will be consecrated to do all the priestly work. They will be the ones that operate in the tabernacle. If you've ever wondered why they got the job, that's why. And so they put their swords on their hip. They go throughout the camp and they kill all the people who are still actively worshiping this idol. And the Bible says here in verse 28, about 3,000 died. Now this is so stinking cool. I guess 3,000 deaths isn't cool, but the picture, the half of the picture that it portrays is really cool. So when we get to the book of Acts, 
we see the people in the upper room, we see the people of God gathered, and we see the Holy Spirit descending on the people like tongues of fire on each person's head. And these people are filled with the Holy Spirit. And then Peter comes out and he preaches the first message, the first sermon of the apostles Peter preaches. And the Bible says in Acts 2.41, it says that the people believed and that day about 3,000 souls were added to the church. So I need you to see this picture again. It's another picture of law and grace. The day that Moses brings the law into the camp, the day that he comes in with the Ten Commandments, breaks the tablets at the feet of everybody, the day that the law comes into the camp, 3,000 people die. But the day the Spirit comes into the camp, if you will, 3,000 people are saved. That is the difference between the law and the spirit. Oh my goodness, we're going to come back to this text over and over and over again. But 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 7 through 11 says, Through the law comes condemnation, and through the spirit comes life. And we see that pictured for us right here. The first half of that pictured for us right here in Exodus 32, that when Moses brings the law into the camp, 3,000 die. When God sends the spirit into the camp, 3,000 are saved. The law cannot do anything but produce death, and the Spirit, praise God, cannot do anything but bring life. And so God will ultimately wipe out the people who made the calf and uh, send a plague on them. But what I want you to hold on to in this, two really key takeaways. The Levites are consecrated as priests because of their obedience and their, their unwillingness to bow down to the golden calf here. And then second, I want you to keep in your head this picture of law and grace. When the law comes, it produces death. When the Spirit comes, it produces life. This is another reversal, right? We've seen several reversals so far. The Old Testament presents a case. The New Testament pre presents the reversal of that case. And so the law comes and 3,000 die. The Spirit comes and 3,000 live. And let us be people of the Spirit and of life rather than people of the law and death. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for journeying with us today at Simpler Bible through another section of scripture where we come to know and understand God a little bit better. Look, if you're brand new to Simpler Bible, we have all sorts of resources available for you. Go to our website, simplerbible.com, and there you can find these videos, you can find our podcast, you can find links to our social media, and you can even find a blog post with additional scriptures if you want to go into a little bit more study than we had time to cover in this podcast and video today. We hope that this tool will be exactly that for you, a tool. Not something that replaces your daily walk with God, but something that enhances your daily walk with God and helps you to know and enjoy Him more. Thank you so much for being part of this, and we'll see you again tomorrow.